Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. Hey, welcome to another week of the We Miss Marty podcast. And I'm here as always with Laura. Laura, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I am good. These days are always busy. I, I wish they weren't, but they're they're always busy. But it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than me saying, Laura, I did nothing all day. <laughs> I was just waiting to talk to you. And not that it would be bad to wait to talk to you, but yeah, busy is better than not busy. That's a good point. So, hey, we are already up to week seven of Frasier. My goodness. Yeah. Before we know it, it'll be the season finale, and we'll have to figure out something else to podcast about or a series finale. Well, let's talk about this week. Um, I actually mistakenly watched this a week early, so I'm very familiar with it. But a good episode, Call Me Irresponsible, original air date, October 28th, 93. You you sounded in favor of this last week. What did you think about the episode? It's good. I like it. Yeah, I I thought there was a lot of uh, fun stuff going on. Um, I like the opening. Uh, you know, first season, there's a lot of Frasier on the radio to open the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the intro. Uh, you know, f- there was, um, you know, some interference and Frasier yells, hey, turn off your radios, everybody, which, you know, Ross said, no, you can't do that. I thought that was always a funny line. You know who that was, don't you? Who, who was that? That was Eddie Van Halen. Really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's a good hello, tidbit. Hello? Hello? <laughs> well, there was a lot of, um, there was at least one, maybe like two uh, radio shows and podcasts where one of the funny clips that played in the intro to the show is, you know, the clip of Frazier yelling, turn off your damn radio, you know, <laughs> and it was just fun. Mm-hmm. It, it, but, man, I didn't realize that Eddie Van Halen made a yeah. guest appearance. Uh, you know, and in the first season, too. Yeah. Which is amazing. And that's especially when Van Hill was hot. I mean. He's credited, of course, as Edward. Yeah. Yes. He used to be Eddie, then he became Edward, and now we lost him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I saw a mutual friend of ours, Ed. Was he had? Was that his son's concert? I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah, he, he, he was he was saying online he was watching one of the Van Halen boys play in a concert. Oh, maybe okay. maybe it's Ludwig or something. Maybe a son. I don't know. I can't. Uh, I, I can't place him. His son's name's Wolfgang. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I think our our friend from work Ed was at a 
one of the concerts up in Cleveland. He, he, he was very impressed. So, hmm. Very good. Well, well, that, yeah, and like you said, that was when Van Halen was really popular. That probably been a pretty tough get, so. I know, very, very impressed. Well, after, you know, the character that Van Halen played um, called in, uh, we get Marco. Um, what do you think of Marco's problem? Marco is a bad man. Yes. <laughs> Any- Marco, 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 Marco. Yeah, anytime you say you're, you're – key- it was kind of an interesting theory. Waiting for something better to come along? <laughs> so you're keeping that girl. So I guess Marco really wanted the girlfriend. So the theory was you keep the girl, you're not interested – uh, but obviously, you're going to dump her if you find somebody better, in your opinion. Uh, so, so I guess he's trying to keep a girlfriend so he's not single, but, you know, this girl's on a short leash then. Yeah. Kind of a weird dating philosophy, I'd say. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, you know, and then you get her side of the story when she gets there to complain to Frazier. That I mean, she knew something was wrong, you know. So I'm not sure why she hung as much as long as she did. Maybe, you know, maybe kind of for the same reason, you know, until somebody better came along. Yeah, it didn't seem to be that solid, uh, you know, of a relationship there. I don't know. I, I yeah, it, it was just really, it, it was an interesting premise. I'll put it that way. And yeah, I kind of think of it like where we do. We're journalists and. You know, obviously, people could email us or send us a message on social media if they don't like something that was written or not. Um, interesting how she went. You know, you would think that station security would be better. I mean, you know, granted, it was a different time and place, but man, she got right back to the studio, and you know, she just wanted to yell. But wait, I don't, I don't think, you know, they're allowed to do that anymore. You know, let people write near the studio where the people are at. I mean, I know based on some really scary security stuff that happened here in the newspaper industry, there's a lot more, our newsrooms are a lot more secure than they used to be. Didn't seem to be that secure back then. The yeah. uh, lady ran right to the back, you know? Well, she might've, she might've helped her case, you know, by, by, you know, being, Hey, I love Frazier, you know? And oh then, yeah, that's true. But can you imagine they're like, all right, going back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine like in New York City, you know, like if you if you're a big fan of Howard Stern, you know, mm-hmm. you can't go up to the front. Hey, I'm a Howard Stern fan. All right, going back. Here he is, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. I'd have a problem with fight. But you know, it was funny. So the the girl comes in, I long day. I what was her name? I'm trying to uh, is it Diane? I no. think so. I don't know. Um, I forget, honestly. I watched the show and then I um, edited the story about a dog named Lucy. <laughs> I have Lucy on the oh. brain, but oh, okay. Lucy was the, oh, Lucy. the dog in the story, not the the no. Frasier love interest. Yeah. Um, her name is Catherine. Catherine. Well, thank you. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. So, kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and we'll get to Niles in a second because Niles raised some good questions about mm-hmm. what happens. Um, you know, 
I would say when this first started, you know, she comes in, she's upset. Frazier didn't make any advice based on her. All it was was some guy that called. He made Frazier mad. He gave the advice. You know, he had no idea what the woman was like, good, bad, or upside down. I don't think Frazier made any mistakes necessarily at the beginning. How do you think Frazier handled it? Because, you know, he calmed her down. He said, hey, look, listen to what your boyfriend was saying, and why won't you listen to my show, which I thought was pretty funny. But, you know, they sit, they start to connect. Um, you know, when they're connecting, um, you know, they start to date. I, I'm i trying to figure out, would you have a problem with the fact they were sitting down and connecting? I mean, it wasn't like uh, they, they kind of grew affectionate, but they weren't in love at the first meeting. Mm-hmm. I don't know, ethically, I, I don't know if that was as much of an issue, would you say? I didn't, I would not have had or didn't have as much of a problem when they were in the office, you know, at first. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, to me, it wasn't a real problem until the second time that, um, is it Mario? That Mar- uh, Marco, yeah. Marco calls, you know, and, yeah. you know, he, you know, he's, it's clear that the reason Frazier's answering the questions the way that he is is because he likes her and because he wants her and he doesn't want this guy to get her back, you know? So, I mean, I think he's more, I, w- I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think Frazier was like really analyzing him the first call because he was, <laughs> the guy was like being a douchebag yeah. He was just telling them, if you feel that way, why don't you just get out of it? You know, to me, that's yeah. really psychology. It's, you know, you're a jerk and you're treating her like a jerk. So get out, you know, you want out, obviously. So, but the second call to me was more of a problem. We're not, um, you know, we're not psychologists, but we're journalists. Mm-hmm. We deal with people who are going for tough crap and everything. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, and let's not use any names because some people who could be mentioned probably could be listening. So we'll be careful not to use names. But I'm trying to think of a situation in my career where I've seen a journalist date someone that they've written about in the past. Have you seen that? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, I haven't thought of it either. I had kind of embarrassing situation. My first job actually at the paper, yeah, you're over in Alliance, Ohio. It was actually uh, when I was a freelance sports writer over in Alliance. I covered this girls basketball team for a while, and it was really embarrassing because I was just out of college, and I'm standing by the locker room waiting for the coach to come out, and I hear this whispering, and this loud stage whisper, she likes you. And I turn around, and this point guard from one of the teams got really red. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And it was kind of embarrassing, but she was in high school. And, you know, I was engaged at the time. I mean, I wasn't interested by any means. But it, it just kind of freaked me out a little bit, you know, because, again, she was in high school. It was really weird. So. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying to – it would have to be, like, starting Willoughby. Yeah. Uh, mostly because um, – when I was working in Pennsylvania or in Lorraine, the um, 
the people that I worked, I worked nights, you know, so I wasn't really around people that worked like with normal people. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I can't say that that happened or didn't happen anywhere, but I've never, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah. And I'm wondering too, you know, a lot of times we either manage reporters or work as support, you know, either in digital or you know, print design or whatever else the case might be. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't imagine that many reporters would come and brag about, it. like, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm that feature star row, I'm dating her or something. You know, I mean, people would, wouldn't normally say it. So maybe it happened without us knowing it. Um, I had a situation where a uh, woman lost her husband, and it was an emotional story, and I was one of the first people that got a chance to talk to her. And she actually lost him on the wedding day. And it was tough. I don't think she ever liked me, but it was a situation where, you know, you approach people on their toughest times, and it was it was a complicated story. We, we wrote a couple follow-ups, and she became a source, and she called me about some issues and everything, and it was tough, you know. Uh, it was nothing inappropriate, but I kind of felt like I had to take a step back because it was a tough situation, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was really interesting. And, you know, I, I bring all that up to talk about, you know, Frazier, because, you know, hey, this is a relationship that you're right. Um, you know, sounds like the woman and the man weren't right for each other at all, but yeah. still it's an emotional situation. And, you know, I, I liked when they went to the coffee, uh, the coffee shop, and I liked when Frazier made some corny joke and Everybody in the coffee shop groaned, and Fraser's like, "Ah, oh, I'm just getting used. To, I have, I'm out of practice here." Mm-hmm. I, I liked when Niles came in the coffee shop mm-hmm. and says, "Who's that, Babyrama?" <laughs> yeah, I now I use corny phrases to describe women when I was, you know, high school and college. I don't think I've ever used Babyrama. Yeah, I, don't, I haven't either. It was a great phrase, though. I, I like the phrase, and I. And getting back to what we're talking about, when did it become inappropriate? I, I think Niles did a good job of raising the concern. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, you know, and, and Frazier's like, hey, it's different. You know, these aren't patients of mine, they're radio people. But you're right. I think when it gets to the the following day where they have the phone call and Frazier's clearly trying to just break them up and not from a, hey, I'm concerned about your mental state. It's more of, you know, Frazier was excited, you know. Yeah, they hooked up, and Fraser was, you know, ready to get this guy out of the picture. Yep. He, um, I think, I, I mean, it was a good. Uh, I think it was it, again. We're very early in the series, so it was one of the first. Uh, one of the first moments where you know the ethics. I wrote down in my notes that I take when I watch these. You know, I have guilt and ethics written down, and. Um, I thought that Niles bringing it up to him as soon as he heard it, you know, served a good purpose because he, he raised the issue and he basically said, you know, I mean, I I think he was kind of hoping that he would just stop and think about it, you know, and that he would come to his senses and then it got worse, you know. By him being him, by Frazier being Frazier, no, you shouldn't get back together. Back together. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, 
I just, I thought, um, I thought Niles was good here, um, just because he was, <laughs> he's been kind of goofy in the first few episodes, you know? Yeah. But, and um, I thought he was like the adult here for, for a rare time. <laughs> and, and forgive me, it's easy to get these things all jumbled up. I don't think Frazier really even had a date or some type of serious relationship. I mean, really, was that the first time he dated on the show? Am I forgetting somebody? Or I don't recall. Yeah, it might have So you got to think, too. And again, I'm not excusing yeah. it. Yeah, because it was um, Martin had the girl, mm -hmm. you know, um, and he, Niles was trying to fix up, fix him up with whoever. Yeah, it is. Well, yeah. I, I, and without being crass, he was letting other <laughs> things, parts of him take control over right. uh, his intelligence because, she, you know. Yeah, uh, had the bad divorce. It was tough. Everything was rough, and mm -hmm. you, you know, Fraser just kind of let. He, like, he basically lost his mind, kind of. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I like too how, you know, he started to get that, you know, sick, like ew, you know, and um, when you know she tried to hook up with him, you know, he just, you know, his it was his conscience game to him that made it tough. Yeah. Now, now I'm wondering. Obviously, it would have destroyed the show if you know the radio psychologist <laughs> left his job. But you know, I'm thinking, you know, if we got ever got in that situation with like now we're we're both happily married, so I don't think it's going to happen with people we write about or anything else like that. You know, Fraser had the option to leave the business. You know, if he's faced with a moral decision, he says, "Hey, I choose the woman." I mean, I guess he could have always left. Being a psychologist, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he sort of did, you know. Right, right. Not really necessarily. I mean, from you know, having watched the series a couple times in the past, in the past year and a half or so, I mean, he's not really delving very far into psycho into psychology on the on the radio. You know, he's not. It's not the right place for it, you know. I mean, people are calling for advice, but they're not. I mean, he's not doing like real psychoanalysis analysis, right? And stuff, right. So. And, and that's where, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, you really get into the weeds on the ethics part, you know. Since maybe the rules aren't strict, if you know he's her psychologist, like I'm wondering if he just says, "Hey, you know." This is kind of awkward if he calls back. You just break up with him, you know? <laughs> break it. And, yeah, it would still be weird if, you know, people knew that they were dating on everything. But, you know, maybe just let her do the dirty work. I wonder if he could have gotten away with that, you know? Um, Very interesting. Like, I'm, I'm not sure exactly how that would, how that would work. So. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. It doesn't really matter at all. But I really didn't like this woman. At all, <laughs> yeah, she, she wasn't. Look, I wouldn't have given up a career for her. Maybe that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, I didn't like her. 
I just, I don't know. Yeah, I think just maybe Lust got in the way of good decisions for Frazier. Uh, because, he, you know, he, I think he commented several times in the episode about, hey, yo, yeah. I'm ready or whatever. So, very interesting. Now, did I miss this? I didn't see much of Martin and Daphne at all in this one. They were not. They were not in it very often, very much. Yeah. They were... Um, they were in it when they were doing the pic, the Christmas picture at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Um, and I don't think they were in it again. Because he said that I think he told not didn't he tell Niles in the car when he was getting a ride home that he was gonna send them to dinner or something. Yeah. Them, so that he could have the girl over. Well, and it's funny because we also talk about Seinfeld, and you know, there's been some, a couple of infamous episodes where, like George and you know Kramer were in at all. Uh, kind of an unusual episode for Frasier, but usually everybody's in it. Yeah. Um, well, they probably didn't. I mean, when you think about it, they really didn't need him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think. I mean, at least for these early episodes, Marty seems to be there to. Um, you know, provide like a, you know, that father figure. You know what I mean? He is a father, but I mean to provide that, you know, calming, you know, correction sort of mm-hmm. to them. So, well, and he got more heavily involved with the advice and everything else as the show went on, yeah. because you're right. Look back at what we did, you know, last week when we talked about the Crucible. You know, yeah, Marty was somewhat father-like, but, you know, when the painting was forged, you, you know, Marty just seemed to get a good laugh out of having him call the police department and, you know, looking for the stolen art department. And, you know, you, you weren't happy about that. Like, you go, like, man, what's he doing father-wise, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more like he's heaping on the embarrassment. Yeah. Um, well, you'll, I mean, the next episode, Marty is featured hot and heavy, you know? Yes. So, and it's a, I mean, it's a good episode for, for the, for the series, I think too. So, that, mm-hmm. but um, I, I thought the Christmas card was funny, but there was to me a little bit of, um, I don't, a la- uh, maybe I'm, I'm not sure it would qualify as a continuity problem, but I was a little troubled by the fact that Daphne acted like, they had done these pictures before, you know, and she had said, you know, something she said about if we, you know, we have to do our Christmas card, like it's, oh yeah, you know, it's like it's episode eight of season six, you know, not right. episode eight of season one. So um, I thought that was, and, and honestly, you know, when I, when I noticed that, after many viewings of this, I thought to myself, yeah, if maybe this is how they, you know, wedged those two into this episode, you know? And they just did it sort of ham-handedly. Well, and you kind of wonder, too, you know, like, as copy, as people edit copy for stories, you you know, we gotta look for grammar, we gotta look for, um, uh, you know, things that make sense or not make sense or make sure the story flows. 
I'm wondering if they just missed it. Or is there, like, we assume that, like, Frazier was 11 seasons, so we're assuming this is, like, 11 years of his family's life. Do you think more time would have went by in the terms of writers? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I mean, there are places where you can um, try to catch, you know, to see if there's time frame mentions or something. Yeah. Like when they do the awards show, uh, whatever it's called. What's their... their oh, the, the CVs. Yeah. When they do that, um, you can see how many, if they say how many they've had or whatever, you know, and then like when he, toward, I forget when it, what episode, when, what season it is when Brady was supposed to sing the song. Yeah. You know, he's done it, I think he said he's done it four years in a row or something like that. So I'm not sure what season that is. Hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't, you know, because it's a nice, um, you know, it's a, it's a nice thing that time doesn't really have to fly. <laughs> because, like, you know, you have shows like MASH that are about um, a, a specific events that you know the dates of you know mash was i want i want to say 12 seasons yeah um it covered three years yeah that's true but but i'm wondering is it is as simple as and you know as writers you know we write stuff and you know we look we read over stuff editors can read over something I, i was thinking yesterday i wrote a story for one of our papers and it was a huge error but it was something that just didn't make sense. And I read over it, and the editor read over it. And thankfully, since it was online, you just made a fix, and it was fixed. It wasn't a super big deal. But I'm wondering if maybe someone just missed it. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, who, whoever co- copy edits the TV scripts, maybe we just missed. Yeah. And it wasn't a it was super big deal. Yeah, it's, it's a small thing. Yeah. I don't know. It just struck me. It was just something I saw, you know. We gotta get something on for Frasier. I, I love to ask that question. Not, not just for Frasier, but other shows. Like, how do you edit like scripts? And obviously, editing for grammar and editing to make sure it makes sense. But uh, do you edit for continuity stuff? Where you say, "Hey, why would they talk about last Christmas when it's season one?" You know, it, it's interesting. I know, maybe I'm geeking out too much about, it, but it, it's having fun. So, all right. Any other thoughts about the episode? I mean. Um, pretty cut forward, interesting. I, I liked it, but it was a pretty straightforward episode. There was one thing that made me laugh, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that it would make you laugh too. And I don't know if you thought about it. Okay. Um, the Eminem's thing. It reminds yeah. me of Ray Donovan. Okay. Where the two kids get. Um, Eminem's after her boyfriend gets killed in Ray Donovan. <laughs> Remember? I haven't seen Ray Donovan yet. I need to fix oh, it. Really? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh. It. Did we? I thought you watched it. That's why I brought it oh. up. No, it, it's a Showtime show. Yeah, I honestly I haven't had access. I haven't, I've never subscribed to Showtime. Oh, I'll yeah. just catch Showtime shows when they 
pop up on like Hulu or another streaming service I have. Like I, I was telling you every week, I was. It was Homeland. I screwed up. Yeah. So if well, you watch it, forget what I just said. Okay. No, no, it's fine. I well, yeah, because I got through Homeland on Hulu, and I was telling you the other week. I haven't got back to it, but I was kind of trying to buzz my way through the Weed series. But uh, and that's another Showtime, but that was on uh, the Roku channel. Yeah, Laura, I'll tell you, I, I got to get on the payroll for advertising Roku. Roku channel's got a lot of good stuff for free. It's a free channel. If you have a Roku, you can download it. It's all good. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you might be able to even do it on your phone, even if you don't have a Roku. So I, I don't know. V- very interesting. I still got to figure out my my streaming situation. I have too many channels. I, I do, too. I'm re- recording something in a little bit with um, Craig, who does a lot of pop culture reviews on the show. Right. And I'm going to yell at him because we've, we've talked about this on this show. There is so much stuff going on. How do you keep up with everything? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I watch more TV than probably others because I've got it on while I'm working. But, you know, I'm working at home. I, I Not everyone has that luxury. Right. Uh, and there's so much going on. My goodness. And yeah. now we've... And I don't watch as much sports as I used to, but now we got the NFL starting and got to watch my Steelers play and I'm watching that dorky Big Brother show and uh, the Olympics was on. I mean, I, I probably watched half of the Olympics. Not that I'm protesting anything. I I, I just have no time. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I need to be I need to be 13 again, so where I could watch 15 hours of TV in the summer. And it, it doesn't really matter, you know. Yeah, you're not missing no. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're not missing them. Yeah. not much else is going on in life, and now there's too much going on in life. I'll tell you. Yeah. If only my mom could hear that, she'd be like, "What is he talking about?" So it's tough. All right. Um, I'm going to have to, and and just as I'm saying, I got no time to do anything. Uh, I saw a, I, I saved on Twitter. I guess Kelsey Grammer was on a podcast this week where oh, he was okay. talking for a Frasier reboot. One of the uh, many things he was talking about. So I got to check that out. And uh, I'd like to pass on some more news about the reboot. And I haven't heard anything. So I guess this podcast was like a week or two ago. And I was going to listen to it before today. And I didn't have time. So I'll have to listen to it next week and report back and let you know if anything of interest is said. Mm-hmm. I, I got a feeling they know nothing else about it. So it's probably going to be the same thing he said earlier. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Anything else going on, Fraser related or no, or about this episode? No, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, it's just quiet, which is okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm thinking I'm a big Conan O'Brien fan, and it was interesting. He got a deal on HBO Max, so he ended his CBS show. Mm-hmm. And for my hearing, behind the scenes is. They like him. They want to do stuff. They haven't figured out what they're going to do with him. Right. It's a development deal. And I read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Conan kind of had the idea of maybe some type of a late-night show, and uh, that was his understanding, and HBO had something else in mind. So uh, yeah. I miss my Conan. It was fun to listen to him. So I'm wondering if the same thing is going on with Frazier. I mean, I think Paramount Plus wanted to say, hey, this is out there. It's it's going on. 
but nothing really is substantiated and there's not much else to report. I don't know, very, very, very frustrating. So, all right, well, we will be back next week uh, and, um, you know, talking about a very uh, Marty focused episode, which is very good because this is We Miss Marty. And I like this episode, but we missed Marty in this episode too, pretty much. Yeah, we did. This episode is it's an interesting Marty too, you know? Yeah. So you get to you get to see a different type of Marty. Very introspective. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I'll have to tell you. It was a very introspective week and uh, I'll mention it for a second afterwards, but yeah, I, I identify with Marty in this episode. It'd be good to talk about it, so very good. Well, well, Laura, as always, thanks. We'll see you next week. For Laura, for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking out the We Miss Morning podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.